Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in or have ever been told are possible. I'm your host, Zach Kanadi. Now, guys, normally I ask you to use this stuff right away or to share with somebody, but we're going to skip all that because today is going to be a kick-ass episode and in fact, we have an incredibly special guest. We are honored to actually have our first ever professional athlete on the show, Colin McKeelson. Colin, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Zach. How's it going, man? How you been? Good. I got some water. I got some uh, some other drink here. Um, <laughs> happy to uh, be on the show, man. How, how you doing? You had a, a pretty freaking sick thing happen to you this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I got my trophies and I got a little tequila lemonade, you know, had some dinner, you know, it's pretty good. I'm having a pretty good night right now. Hey, all right. So uh, tell us what are, what are all these trophies about? What are hmm. all about? Yeah, so all of these, like even the sword, the sword is placard and everything, right? It says mentioned the champion. Um, all these things are my medals from competitive bodybuilding. So I am a men's physique fitness competitor, or I guess I should now say a men's physique fitness pro in the IPE NANBF. Uh, for those who don't know, that's the International Pro Elite slash North American Nat- uh, National bodybuilding federation right and that that's a, a natural bodybuilding show so you're not on steroids uh at all even though you look fucking yoked you are all natty which is yeah. pretty fucking cool um all right yeah show us some of these like because you got a couple different ones yeah well, up first is on. the big boy up first is the one that you only get if you're a cool kid and if the judges like you so like <laughs> this is my this is my pro medal right from the NANBF. Uh this is basically my token of certification that like hey I was voted the cool kid and I get to accept my pro card from the international pro elite. Um this is my regional medal. So the show that I won my pro card at was a regional and it's the Midwest Muscle Fest and it took place in Cedar Falls, Iowa. So you know, it was, uh, the class was tough, man. There were seven competitors. There were six really, there were a couple really good guys in there. Uh, Elijah and Jason, I don't know their last names, but I'll probably share this to socials. And if they give it a listen, there's your shout out, right? Um, those two were kick-ass, man. And to be totally honest, all the other competitors who came out, could be really great competitors too. Um, there was like this, I don't, I don't even know, high schooler out there competing with us in open and everything. And then there's another guy, Skyler, who's uh, looking to get serious about like, you know, the gym and get out there and get his fitness going and everything. So if any of you guys listen to this, when I post it on socials, it was a great time competing with you. And I hope you guys keep it up. Dude, what was it? What was it like stepping on stage? This is your second show you've done now. 
what that experience yeah. like? The first time it was like foreign, right? The first time, the first time it's like electricity, you know, it's like the first time you touch the varsity field or whatever. And like, you feel like your cleats are glued to the field and you're just like electrified, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, the first time, my first show, exact same feeling, just felt like electricity, man. Uh, and then especially like, so for those of you, who don't know i'm two for two in shows i won my novice outright and then i won my open outright uh <clears throat> no post downs and nothing no close calls or anything like that so <laughs> that's what we like to hear man for me the experience is a little different but like it builds and i'm out there right and i'm just out there and i'm like it's me you know i know it's me it's me you can't pull me off center stage. I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And like, just feel when I watch four other guys go before me, I just, it's always good, right? Like when five goes, I'm like, yeah, no big deal. When four goes, I'm like, yeah, no big deal. Now it's the final three and I'm dapping people up and I'm like, all right, guys, this is it. This is where we are. This is going to win. Number three goes, I'm like, oh yeah, it's me. And then they're like, and number two is, and I'm like, not fucking me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, that's just, again, that ties into like my belief in myself, right? Like that's a reflection of like my self-worth and the belief that I have that I can be great, you know? Um, did you always have that? Because like you're talking like absolutely no. All right, so how did you build that? Because that's something that's something I'm still working on, and I know a ton of other people are still working on that. It's like, how did you build that? Best best advice I could give you, dude. Like, the best advice I could give you is just be totally delusional, right? Like, I I have a little different. I have a little different story, right? I was a drug addict, and like, yeah. I had been homeless, and I spent seven years of my life on hard drugs and being a fucking waste man basically so like when i started putting a little thing little commonplace things together right sorry we got a dog going on right now but yeah, um yeah. i i put commonplace things together right um a couple a little more insight i never thought i would go to college i never thought i would live past 18 and when i hit 21 i really didn't know what the fuck to do with myself Eventually, I turned 24 and I locked myself in my dad's house in my room and I detoxed and I got clean. And then a couple months later, I found a job and I held that job. And a couple months after getting that job, I decided, man, I don't want to fucking work this manual labor shit. I was working in a steel warehouse and working out and it was really exhausting and the job sucked and you had to help people do really stupid shit, dude. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm going back to college. Mm. So I went back to college for athletic training and I was about, I don't know, fucking three quarters of the way through my degree when I was like, athletic training is too narrow. I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. and go smell athlete feet and fucking tape ankles, bro. <laughs> so I changed it. Kinesiology. I, 
Dude, I started AT2, and I had a very similar thought with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't so want to like be that, doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that was it, right? Like, those were the things. Uh, my life got bad enough that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't like, keep getting worse. So literally, it was either, like, I die or I just never go home again. And ultimately, the thing was... Uh, I didn't even, I gave up. I totally gave up at one point in my life. I had no hope, but somehow, like, by the good grace of God, you know, I found my way back home. People always tell me I have smart feet, and I found my way home one day, and I built up a habit of saying no to, like, all the substances and everything, alcohol, pot, all the harder stuff, too. It's like, yeah, no, man, I don't want that. And people look at me so confused because I ran in a circle of people who, like, basically never said no, right? Like, it, no wasn't really, it's not that no wasn't an option. It was just that no wasn't what we wanted to say 99% of the time. So when right. I started saying no, it was really, really confusing, man. Uh, yeah, but put that together all those things happened in a span of like five years right got clean got a job worked the job for like six months went back to college part-time while working the job first priority was the job second priority was getting my education priorities shifted in weight first priority was education second priority was the job and then i just kept building from there and while i'm doing all of that dude I started studying for my NASM CPT. <clears throat> That's the National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Training Certificate. Um, and I, I remember, dude, I tried to take the ACE CPT course and it was just so much. There was just like volumes and vol books and books and like, like it's too much. For I looked at it and I was like, I can't get through all of this on my own and the amount of time that they have for me so well, i got like this textbook fucking literally like an inch and a half thick 500 pages from nasm like i could do this i read that thing like four times i took all the practice tests so many times and then uh i think it was like december 19th uh december 19th 2019 i went and i took my proxy or my proctored test and I passed and I was just like, it was, a, it was great, bro. It was such a good achievement. And I just, yeah, life has just been going uphill ever since then, stringing along wins and wins and wins. And it's just been a crazy road. So my experience might be a little bit different than some people's, but it's also just a testament that like, Hey man, if you're in a tough place, you can always make that decision any day it could be today it could be tomorrow but when you want to change you can make that choice to change and nobody can tell you that you can't let's um i actually want to stick on this for a while because i think there's like people make the change right and you and i so we, for those of you guys that don't know colin and i met working at my health and fitness uh when i was in ames and he was taking over my role uh before i moved to indianapolis to go to grad school and it started like I was training Colin in to see if he was going to be good enough. And um, 
wasn't real sure at the beginning, but by the end of like the end of six weeks or so, we were buddies, and I was like, yeah, this cat's cool. Um, but you and I both see a lot of time like people make the decision right, mm-hmm. but then they then they falter back right, or like they'll be really good for a couple of days, like a week, two weeks, even like a month, and then like they falter back, and then they what. For you, was it that you just like made it and it was go time or did you have some of that faltering back? Uh, what was the struggle like if you didn't like stay on the path that you're going on? Cause I mean, dude, being, <clears throat> getting yourself clean is a huge deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a huge thing to accomplish first and foremost. So what was yeah. that? I guess there's two different chapters. Like there's two different aspects to this. Um, when people tried to make me get clean, right, I would always, I wasn't open, right, I was very bold and in your face, so when people tried to make me get clean, I'd be like, no, this is a waste of my time, I'm not gonna do this shit, right, like, if I had to go to treatment or something, you are know, like, oh, can you pass a UA, I'd be like, man, I'm not even coming to fucking class next week, don't even bother to UA me, right, mm-hmm. uh, but, when I wanted it, right? That's the thing. Like when it may when it means the most for you, when your life starts to have value for yourself. Not when other people are telling you, hey man, you know, you can't keep acting like this, there are gonna be consequences. That's not when it matters, right? When you're like, hey man, I can't keep doing this. Like, hey, this is not working for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's almost like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Really, honestly, and then it's just your brain's like, okay, no. Yeah, <laughs> I do think I definitely do think there is a. There's almost like two kinds of commitments there's like the half-ass commitment that we say just to like say i did it and then or like to make ourselves feel good in the moment you know and then there's the commitment where it's like no matter what is going to happen like i'm gonna i'm gonna get this done like i'd call it desperation you know what i mean you know, that's actually like a really good word to put there because I have a like, yeah, man, cause, like the closest thing I think I can come to like that was when I was on my backpacking trip on my last day was it, there was like, I mean, like my feet were literally bloody, blistered at every step. I wanted to like tear up and cry, but I was like, I just have to get to my car. Like there's there's no logical reason for it. Right. Like right. nobody's going to know if I didn't, nobody was going to, nobody was going to care. In fact, I've had more people call me stupid for doing it than congratulate me on hiking like 40 yeah. miles in a day. Right. But during that, I was, it was like the, the pain to get there was less than the disappointment or like, like the, the pain would have been if I quit. You know, mm-hmm. I made up in my mind I was going to do it. 
And then if I had quit that, the pain of quitting was going to be more than the blistered feet, than the bloody feet, than the sweat, than the chafing, you know, yeah. the, the sore muscles that feel like they're going to rip or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, I wonder if there's like a way, I don't think there'd be like an ethical way to push people to that spot. Uh, <laughs> people hate you if you try like people literally have my first client ever man my old roommate adam he uh he just stood up the best because he was desperate already right like we mm -hmm. played some all together and adam you know people looked down on him people didn't think he was very smart people didn't respect him at all people literally just thought he was a pushover and that all of his like angry ranting about how he's going to do good one day and he's going to be this and he's going to, they all thought that it was bullshit. Right. Right. Uh, you know, Adam saw me as kind of like a role model on the team and Adam, I, I'll tell you this much to a large part as standoffish as I am when I'm in a new group of people, uh, I looked at Adam and I'm like, I don't whatever right like this guy's whatever mm -hmm. i didn't think poorly of him but i just thought this guy's what the fuck ever man i'm not here to like deal with all this i'm here to play football and hit people and have some fun what else do you do football? i saw adam fill a hole on a goal line stand coming down from the safety spot he got fucking popped by like this 240 pound halfback dude and Adam's, Adam's not the best tackler, and he's afraid to hit. But, like, you know, he put his body in there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, respect. You got you got in the hole. Respect, man, right there. You know, he came up, and he's like, hey, man, would you be willing to train me? And I pushed him. I pushed that guy so fucking hard. He was cussing me out between reps, telling me he fucking hated me, dude. <laughs> Adam, when he started, could barely like could barely sprint. Uh, I run, I run a four eight forty, just so you know, right? Like so, comparatively, like that's a slow pro forty. Um, by the time, by the time we were done and getting ready for what was it, the twenty twenty one season, right before COVID hit, Adam was capable of trailing me i only had like two or three yards on him so you know you're probably you're probably talking like an average five second 40 or something he went from a couch potato who like didn't do much with himself to being an actually inclined athlete and that guy put in the work and i have a lot of respect for him for that but yeah, he hated every second of it. He hated me. He hated the workout. He hated all of it. Is that Mike Tyson's voice? I hated every minute of training. He said, "Hate every minute of training, but you'll love being a champion." Mm -hmm. Or something. Yeah, I feel that most days for my Ironman training. Like I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. It's. But <laughs> who's gonna be able to say that you're fucking Ironman, bro? Right. Not what is it? Twelve hours? What's your what's your twelve hours? That's your pace? My goal is twelve hours. So I have 
I have to hit 12 hours, right? Um, I will break and I will die before not hitting 12 hours because I, I now have two buddies who... You better have, throw up. You better at least throw up and cry. <laughs> dude, I about fell over after my half. Like, my legs were shaking for a solid 20 mm-hmm. minutes after that half ma- half Iron Man. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was talking to my buddy, uh, my buddy Dylan, who's been on the show, and it was his birthday. Dylan, I'm putting you and Liam on blast for this. But I called Dylan and then our mutual friend Liam called and he was asking me questions about it. And he was like, yo, what's your goal time? And I was like, 12 hours. He's like, all right, I'll make you a deal. He's like, if you get 12 hours and 59 seconds or less, right, I will run a physical event of your choosing. Now, mind you, Liam hasn't worked out since high school which is six years ago for him. And he was like, you just can't kill me. And I was like, all right. I was like, cool. Like do a triathlon. Right. And there's a couple of distances. Like there's Ironman, which is like the highest, like that's the furthest you can go normal. And there's man, which is what I did a couple of weekends ago. That's what this is from. Um, and then you know, it's called the Olympic, which is, I think it's about half the distance of a half iron. And then you have a sprint triathlon, which is like a third of the of the Olympic. And so I was like, all right, do do an Olympic distance in less than a year from my when I finish. And he roped not only himself into it, but also Dylan. So when I finish, they'll be will be doing an Olympic distance. If I get eleven hours or below, which would be absolutely ridiculous. Uh yeah. They said they'll both get do a half. So I'm really pushing because dude, a half fucking would suck. Yeah, here's my here's my only issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's I feel like you have experience with this as well. When people start roping other people in, they already don't have accountability for what they just signed up. They're like, I'm gonna need a buddy to help me bail out of this one. Oh, no. See, that's the thing, though. It's like once D- Dylan's the type of guy, like once he commits and I'm going to be the coach in him. So like once once they commit, like. Oh, boy. Oh, it's boy. it's going to be I'm going to put Liam, especially Dylan already knows what's up. Liam, though, he's probably going to be like Adam cussing you out, swearing at you. <laughs> hate you. I fucking hate you. Why did I agree to this? Yeah. <laughs> Like, bro, I'm expecting text like every other day after his workout. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. I hurt so much. Fuck the bullshit. I'm like, quit being a pussy and get your next workout done. <laughs> Why? Well, I wouldn't. Okay. Number one, I just would not agree to that ever. You know, when you're lifting off all the different types of triathlons, you got to the end and I'm like, and they all sound fucking terrible to me. <laughs> Dude, they, they really. Here's like the only thing I I genuinely have found to like get myself to enjoy about triathlon is because endurance is literally a sport of pain tolerance. Like you just get to a spot where you're like, well, it's just gonna hurt like this for the next four hours, for the next five hours, for the next six hours. Like, <laughs> like I can get used to that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Like the first time you run multiple miles, you're like, oh, okay, the first mile's done, but I'm going to keep going. And then you're like, oh, this hurts. 
You're like, but I'm gonna keep going. And you're like, this really hurts. And you're like, I'm not stopping. I'm already hurting. Fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, dude, that's like the thing. Like, your training threshold is like, all right, what's the most amount of discomfort I can maintain for the next five hours? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like tomorrow, I have a, I have an eighty mile bike ride, right? And I'm gonna be going to Afco, which is a hilly area because Chat mm. is hilly. And I'm basically supposed to hold pretty much close to my anaerobic threshold, like just below that for about four and a half hours. Like, obviously, like there'll be a little fluctuation, but my average pace is supposed to be basically like my anaerobic threshold, which is about the point where like you're flirting between aerobic and anaerobic, which is right where the burn stays. <laughs> so, like. You know, like, all right, like, what was your longest set when you would lift? Like, how long do you think your longest set was? Because we had you doing, like, giants and triples and stuff. Oh, man. I don't know, dude. I, I'll tell you what. I'm a fucking foreigner to anything above 20. I swear to God. You're <laughs> like, dude, you're 25. And I'm like, why? <laughs> it all Cause then, like the first fifteen, you're like, "What is? What's even the point of this?" And then you're like, "Now it kind of hurts." And you're like, "All right, this this really sucks, but I can keep going." It's like, dude, when I hear people talking about like, do four sets twenty five, like four sets for twenty five reps, I'm like, or you could actually just like up the weight and fail by twelve, and you know, be good, be happy with yourself. You know, yeah. see, that's the thing, though. Like, I love failure when I'm training. Like, I don't I don't want to be able to finish the set. If I can finish the set, like if I have good mechanics and I'm doing full time under tension and I'm at like a fucking. If I'm hack squatting like 315 for 12 reps with the three second negative and uh, one second uh what is it concentric yeah dude then like i I need more weight i don't need more reps i need more weight <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh there's that's like the the thing lifting i think is a lot more like high it's a lot higher on the intensity spectrum because there, there like there'll be time well, you and i trained and both of us almost got to the point of puking after like our third set on squats and like endurance is like the opposite end where it's just it's like a seven out of eight seven out of ten it just goes and goes and goes this fucking hits it hits you so like yeah absolutely dude and endurance just kind of hits you at the end right so when you're done that's when you like flop down and you're like fuck but if you're doing a little more intense right that whole time you're just suffering you're like oh i hate this i hate myself why did i why did i put 300 pounds on the fucking bar what am i doing to myself and you're like one more let's go yeah <laughs> it's like yeah dude dude so speaking about like at the end uh you like you plop down endurance there is when I was at Iowa State, I was told a story because I was doing, I was helping a buddy with some research and he was doing VO2 max. 
and he was telling me a story about this guy who they're testing for his VO2 max, right? And after the test, like, they always ask you if you're feeling dizzy or lightheaded. And they also ask you if how your bowels are feeling. Because when you finish, like, a VO2 max test, you're it's like you have this huge relaxing response, which is why you get – you're, like, good during words, and then you're, like, woo, afterwards – so and the guy was, I think he, they said he was either an avid runner or was on the cross country team. So he's like really cocky. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get this good score, blah, 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 blah. And so he's going, he gets like a pretty good score. Uh, and they're like, his stance changed. He's like, now I got to stay like kind of cool because he's been like, talking himself up. Right. And so they asked you like, all right, are you dizzy at all? He's like, no, I feel perfectly fine. Like, all right, are you nauseous? Like your stomach hurt at all? No, no, I, I'm good. And he's like, you know, I'm going to sit down for like for a second though, you know, just relax, cool down, catch my breath. Like, all right, that's normal. And all of a sudden the guy gets up and he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) My buddy said he took two steps, collapsed, blacked out, and then shit his pants in like 30 seconds. So he comes to... He's got like four researchers and a couple of grad students standing around <laughs> like, are you okay, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just kind of like a massive shit in his pants. <laughs> hey, man. No, no judgment here. I literally made, I've made multiple people throw up from like leg day workouts and stuff, so... Oh yeah, but yeah, and that like that begs the question, right? Like, why would you to kind of tie into our main topic tonight? Like, why would you train that hard, right? Like, what the fuck is the purpose of going that hard, right? Like before, it's not it's not just dopamine. I'm just not just out here chasing serotonin, bro, right? Uh, well, kind of in a really roundabout way, right? The reason that we train this hard is like for the sake of competition, right? Mm-hmm. And the value that competition adds to our like athletic competitive nature. Um, I don't know what it does for you, but for me personally, like I don't even, there is no competition personally. I don't think there's a competition until like, I got my, I got my shit, right? You know, until I got my bling and I got my name called and they're like, you're you're the winner. And like, that's a really bad reason to compete, right? I know that. I can identify that. That's very objective and circumstance-based. You should compete because like you want to showcase your talents or your abilities or whatever. But like for me, I just, I get that huge spike of dopamine when the promoters like and the winner is Colin McKelson and I'm like yeah fuck everybody else it's me I'm the winner (laughs) Uh, but like you know I've spent a lot of time being down and out and I've spent a lot of time like being ostracized so to be able to overcome those feelings of like alienation and to be victorious and to like defy the odds or to go the distance if you want a good hercules reference 
Uh, yeah, my favorite movie, by the way. Um, yeah, it's uh, it. I also think it provides purpose to the training. You know, you can train for a lifetime, and unless you actually just love the training, like unless you really just love doing Bulgarian split squats and hack squats and fucking behind the head shoulder press right <laughs> unless you actually are just like yeah this is specifically is fun like competition can definitely add to your value of training what about you what do you think about competition i think <clears throat> i have like two well competition like is i think it's the, for me it's different between actually in the competition versus uh like between the competition i have like between me and myself right versus me and other people but uh like like all right so i I ran my first 10k about two months ago right and i was never like a crazy gifted athlete you know like i was always i played football i mean i was always one of the lightest guys on the team despite playing middle linebacker like all the running backs always like just fucking creamed me and I would have to put all my body weight and then some into people just to like have an okay hit. And I'd be like, yeah. And like, you'd look at film and it looked like just a moderate tackle. I'm like, like, <laughs> like, I'm not real tall. Like I'm only five, eight. I'm not incredibly fast. Um, but like, like, do I got this feeling during that 10 K right? Because I do like being smaller. I just had to be a little bit tougher than everybody else. Cause like, like all my buddies, most of my good friends, like from high school are six feet and above and like 200 plus pounds, you know? And so they always like picked on me, like bully me, which made me stronger. But it was like during that 10 K and there's this certain feeling of literally like hunting people down and passing them. <laughs> Dude, I would I was saying to myself as I'd see, I'd be like, I'm gonna hunt your ass down. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm coming for the kill, bro. And then I would see it, I'd be like, ooh, my next target. And it was just like this. There's something about like beating other people. And it's not necessarily like because they're less than. Yeah. But it's it's like there's that person is a challenge that you get to overcome right it's not like i want to beat you to a pulp because fuck you as a person it's like no i want to beat you to a pulp because you're a challenge i want to overcome right now there is like there's kind of like the fucked up like side of things where you do just want to beat the person but (laughs) i think that comes out a little bit more so uh for me like with the competition with myself dude because there's something like pushing yourself there's a whole different level when there's other people involved like when you're just pushing yourself to push yourself in the gym right like you and i both know like we can get fairly sadistic in the gym especially like lifting weights yeah alone right but then when you and i come together like we did legs one day and uh we were on the smith machine we both kind of looked at each other like all right who's gonna take the lead on this and there is like this idea is like 
whoever does, it's like almost who's going to hurt us the worst. It was kind of like the unsaid question. And I think that's that's like one of the things because it's like I always want to see how far can I push myself, right? Like how much with endurance, it, it's kind of like, all right, how, how sh- can I prove to myself I'm strong enough to do a fucking Ironman? Because that's all it is. Like mm-hmm. at a certain point, like the, it just becomes like mental toughness, like during your bodybuilding prep, it's like, can I just do today again? You know, yeah. like, cause the day sucks, but then you got to wake up and you got to do it again the next day and then do it again the next day. And I think, right. Can, for me, like the self competition is like, all right, younger Zach is a bitch, right? Younger Zach was a little pussy cry baby. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't have sleepovers at other friends' house without like crying for mommy. I fucking hate feeling like that. Mm. Like, I hate the feeling of being a bitch. I, I just do. Uh, probably because I spend so much time feeling like one. <laughs> you know. So now a lot of it for me is like, all right, I got proof to myself I ain't a bitch anymore. Like, mommy ain't raised no bitch. Um. That's where a fair amount of like the sadism comes in. It's like why I push so hard and competition just makes that more fun. Mm. Yeah. I want to go back and I want to touch on uh, that hunting people down. Right. Like if you ever just, just a little insight, if you're listening to this and you ever see somebody like eyeing you down in the gym, uh, they're <laughs> thinking in their head that like, I don't know, when I used to do it, dude, when I'd find somebody, I don't know, I'd just look at somebody, whoever caught my eye, right? If they were huge, I'd be like, I'm going to be bigger than you. Yep, they're always I'm big. I'm literally going to, I'm going to be bigger than you. Nowadays, now that I'm like, kind of like, I don't know, I got, I can get pretty fucking huge, but I think nowadays more so what it is, is like, I'm just, I'm just outright going to have a better body, Right. Like I could see somebody in there and they could be pretty stacked. And I'm just, I'm in there, you know, I'm in my XL shirt, my fucking XL baggy hoodie, you know, I'm just lounging about looking like a fucking string bean in all these clothes. And then I'm like, I'm going to get a pump and I'm just going to rip this shit off and you're going to be lost. Right. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. peel off. And it's, it's this feeling, right. It's just like, It's a feeling of kind of like having pride in what you're capable of. So you assign like this benchmark to a person. You're like, all right, man. Yeah, you look pretty good. You look pretty pumped up. I'm going to get a nasty pump and then I'm going to peel off and I'm going to fucking flex on you. You know what I mean? I'm going to flex on you and I'm going to let you know, hey, man. No. Right. Right. I mean... The competition I just did, there were some guys in there who, there's one guy in particular, Jason, bro, he's a fucking boxy, like literally a fucking Dorito, upside down, boxy, his pecs square. I'm just like, bro, fuck, man. I don't know, that guy's my biggest problem right now, dude, you know what I mean? Um, That's the guy you told me, right? That's huh? Jason. Yeah, that's Jason. 
Okay. Thank God, Jason. Thank God, Jason didn't have any lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man was. That dude had a good at. Dude, you was conditioned as fuck. Dude, Jason, if you ever hear this, man, you're fucking a unit. You're a unit, bro. Yeah. Hey, built. Let's um. Do you ever like? go to like uh, a dark place when you need to train hard i've had this conversation before actually um one of my clients and i became friends and my girlfriend and i delana we went and we had a bonfire um my client's husband is in the military and he works out a lot um and he uses a lot of negative reinforcement negative self-reinforcement like you know uh, if he's not happy with his pace while he's running or something, he'll rip his earbuds out and he'll be like, only winners get to listen to music, uh, you know, like this whole like suffrage equals improvement or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I used to, I used to like, I used to hate myself into doing more. I used to fail and peel the bar off my body and be like, no man, I could do more. I could do more. I could do more, right? But like, dude, that's that's just like insecurity. You know what I mean? Like, when you sit down and you look at it, right? That's like, that's your lack of self worth. That's like all the doubt that you have that like, you where you're at isn't good. You know what I mean? Uh, there's there was a point. There was just a point in one point in my life. I can't even remember it distinctly. It's almost like a dream or something where I stopped, right? Um, I started working out and like making little content here, little content there. And I started like having a sense of pride in who I was and like being able to use positive reinforcement to push myself. I think... I think what happened was one day you told me that you get more like scientifically, you get more out of exercise when you find ways to enjoy it. Yeah. And I made the mental switch. I was like, easy. I want to improve. Right. Like I I'm seeking improvement. So if like if it's negative reinforcement, if it's like this cortisol Think about it. If I'm releasing cortisol and anger and frustration and stress into my body while I'm hitting this workout and it's supposed to like improve me, that doesn't make sense, dude. Cortisol literally tears your body down, your whole body, nervous system and all. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to start having fun with my workouts. And I did. And I just haven't ever stopped, bro. <laughs> You know, like instead of thinking, fuck, I didn't get this much weight for this many reps. I'm like, I'm going to go until I fail. There's no set rep count. It's failure. And when I fail, I'm going to be happy that I failed. And I'm going to take my time to get there. You know, it's. That's funny you bring up that conversation. I totally forgot we had that conversation, yeah. to be honest with you. We did. Fuck, dude. I'm going to start implementing that because I've been... 
<laughs> Dude, I would be honest, man. It's this endurance stuff. It pit. I'm just gonna be straight up, right? Like it pisses me off a lot, <laughs> a whole lot, especially because like I've been dealing with this knee injury, and so I can't train how I want to because of my knee, especially with running. And fuck, dude. All right. Yeah, but that goes back to like what we kind of chit chatted about over text too, right, man? Um, I won my show, and you were talking to me about how determined you were to get this pace, but like you have to, you have to rest, dude. And, and so, like here you, are, here you are. You're injured, and you're dumping all this cortisol in your body. Cream, <laughs> and you're nervous. You know, for it's like coach me now. Your nervous system is getting all edged out and your muscles aren't responding, right? Because cortisol is like a catabolic hormone and like mm -hmm. now you're breaking yourself down and like you're trying to push harder and get madder and like it's a negative feedback loop, dude. I don't know. Maybe the next time you go out to train, like instead of getting angry that your knee hurts, look up and look around you see where you're at maybe look at some people who are passing you by or something maybe look at clouds in the sky find something to appreciate take your mind take your mind off of like that stress of training like the knee pain is there right and if it's just like a nagging knee pain roll it out take care of it every day elevate it and stop fucking hating your life because your body's like hey you're trying too hard <laughs> Maybe be like, yeah, man, I am trying pretty hard, and that's good. Yeah, dude. See, like, I don't know, man. There's that's like a hard thing for personally for me. Like, that's a hard thing to do, right? Like, not not push more and more and more and more and more. And I don't necessarily know where that comes from or why. It is. It probably is like an insecurity, you know. It was uh, for me. Like, I'm just just not enough and it you know i'll, I'll claim it i i because i can't claim it. like i'm not super sad at, like i'm content with the progress i've made i'm not satisfied with where i am in terms of where i want to be and go ahead yeah if i could just cut in here man you know it's been a lot i spent all of those five to six years feeling exactly like that, right? From the first step I took to like, okay, actually the first step I took when I got clean, I was like, hey man, he, my dad was talking to me because he was upset about some things. And I was like, hey man, you know, people die going through like withdrawals, like I just went through and shit, right? That was the first time, that was the first and only time in the whole fucking process I had any clarity on, like, where I was at compared to, like, where I thought I wanted to be, right? <clears throat> and the whole time I was going through all this stuff, I was objectifying where I thought I wanted to be, the things I thought I needed, the person I thought I wanted to be, right? And, mm -hmm. like, you can work yourself... to death trying to get where you want to be mentally and emotionally and physically right but i promise one day 
if you just like enjoy a little bit, learn to enjoy it a little bit, one day you're going to look up and you're going to be in a nice place with like a partner you care about and all those things that were nagging at you for the last year are going to be in the rear view and your life is just all of a sudden going to be good and damn you're gonna you're a pro athlete and holy shit like you got to share these moments with the people who mattered the most right mm. you made new you made new friends you didn't even know existed people that you never thought would associate with you were now like good peers and supporting you like yeah the hard work pays off man and as long as you're doing what you want you know what i mean as long as you're really pursuing what you want there's gonna be a point where you look up you look up from the bike or you know you finish your swim and you're crawling out onto the beach or you look up from the paper and like you know you just became an rdn right you're gonna be like man this is it Maybe it's not until like 90 days into your new job. Maybe it's not until you sign the contract. Maybe it's not until you move into your house. But like there's going to be a day where like all of your effort comes to fruition, right? And you're just going to look up and it's going to be like, I don't know, I'm emotional. So like when I feel these things, I almost want to cry. But it's a, it's a fucking long, hard road sometimes, but you'll get there. Dude. That's why I fucking love being friends with you, man. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, dude, it's just always... You're a couple years older than I am, and I really do value and appreciate your perspective on a lot of things, because I know how far you've come, and I know how much work you've put in and all the obstacles you've overcome. You know... So I do. I appreciate that, man. And uh, I'm going to have to start putting in that, that Ali Crumb perspective about enjoying your exercise and actually being beneficial. Because maybe this damn knee will heal. Oh, <laughs> I got love for the healing instead of hating it into healing. Dude, yeah. hey, I was on a run, man. <laughs> and it started to hurt. And I was so determined to like get my full distance. And it started to hurt, like my knee started to lock up, and I was like, "Fuck you, knee!" Like, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the run, it just hurt worse. Uh, I think there's a bit of a difference between determination and uh, what what would that be called? It's uh like self-deprecation, right? Like being determined. Being determined is like it doesn't have a state of mind tethered to it. It doesn't have an emotional presence tethered to it, right? Like being determined as I'm in pain, but I'm going to finish. But when you hold a grudge against yourself and you're self-deprecating and you're trying to use that for fuel, that's like, that gets heavy. And it takes, it takes a lot more energy to maintain that over years and years and years. Take it from someone with experience. All right. Let me, let me ask I, you a follow-up question then. Did you notice you had a lot more energy once you switched? 
Like you have like more mental or like emotional energy once you switch that mindset. I don't, for me, no. Um, okay. I think what I actually, I think what I actually did was I subconsciously created a habit of detaching my energy, my negative energy, right? This negative self-deprecating energy from like, other things right i learned i learned that i don't have to hate myself to move the weight more i can enjoy moving the weight until i fail and like failure is good right yeah. and that taught me that like i don't have to push clients until they can't tolerate the work anymore i can push clients until they're fatigued and then it taught me, like, I don't have to explain myself to people who aren't listening. I can say my piece, and if it falls on deaf ears, that's okay. You know? And that's part of the reason why. It led me to a lot of different places, right? It led me to a lot of different places. And overall, I think I have a better outlook on life because I stopped using that negative reinforcement. We have to do some meditating on this, I think. Or just fucking try it. Just do it. Yeah. Just it. No, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm not quite sure how, to be honest with you. It's uh, real easy. Next time your knee says, ow, <laughs> instead of being like, no, fuck you, you're like, yeah, ow. But while I'm out here, let me find, like... I don't know, some scenery to enjoy. It's, it, I think what it is, it's more, it's about being, it's becoming more than reactive, right? Because think about it, that feedback loop is very reactive. It's habitual for you right now. You're yeah. like, ow, he hurts. No, don't be a bitch. Don't be a pussy. Don't quit. Don't give up. Winners don't quit. David Goggins. David. <laughs> <laughs> right like the mentality but like yeah. at the end of the day yeah, man, wrong. at the end of the day like you could do the same exact thing and just be like hey man it is what it is money hurts i'm gonna roll it out when i get home but like that's a pretty cool dog and i like that car that's a nice car i wonder how much that costs or something you, keeping your mind occupied can keep you fueled too hmm Okay. Well, I got the hours. You know, I got an eighty mile ride tomorrow, so I got plenty of hours to. Yeah, yeah, you do do that. You know, it's it's interesting though, because like I feel like I do that more when I bike than uh when I run or swim. Well, you hate swimming. I know you hate swimming. You apparently hate running too, dude. No, I don't. I don't. I don't particularly enjoy it. Yeah, like it's not. I don't like. I don't love it. Like I love lifting, mm -hmm. right? And I do know part of like the irritation is I miss lifting weights. Yeah, but lifting weights is way too fatiguing for me. Like because my body just can't handle it right now. But so I know that like that, uh, 
I guess longing really is kind of like what it is, uh, is part of it. Yeah. An impatience and a longing. I wonder too, if it's like, uh, like a competence thing. Cause I don't feel particularly competent. Like I feel pretty strong biking and lifting, but like running with the knee, like I'm always questioning like, all right, if I push it, am I going to be able to show up on race day? Swimming honestly is like halfway a fear of death. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like which is pretty illogical because where did I put it? This thing like proves I can swim yeah. you know, over a mile without like having people swim over top of me, like kick me in the face, you know, punch me yeah. up, all that thing and like not drown like this proves it like i literally did it and i wasn't last even like there are people who are slower than me i may have yeah. been like, the last in my heat but i wasn't last <laughs> right 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 um i don't know man I, that's a different ball game i just like i can't even wrap my head around doing all that maybe you should go for like the fucking crossfit games or some shit there's a lot more lifting in that. I could do that. I could do that. I do think, though, I do want to try a bodybuilding show. Yeah. I think. Did you look up that video? The IPE Worlds? Yeah. Okay. I, I watched it, like, well, a couple times. Which one was your coach? Because. No, no, no. Or the, the judge. Uh, the judge. JR's uh, like literally the tallest African American dude on the stage, bro. And like he's got that he's got kind of a narrow chest and like I don't know, thin shoulders, but like when he pops those lats out, his back kites. I don't know, man. Yeah, so for everyone listening, uh I actually competed one and talked to the judges after the show um i got picked apart because half of my judges were fucking pro physique competitors and they're like yeah well this is this is this that yeah you gotta pick your style you gotta do this you gotta do that oh man oh i got picked apart rj or jr whatever his name was sorry he uh he's a men's physique competitor Mm. uh he was talking to me the most, you know, he's like, you gotta be confident. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And I'm like, all right, great. Awesome. But I also met another guy named Brandon dude's like probably just as tall as I am. Looks like he weighs fucking 200 pounds. And I'm not talking like, I'm not talking to a soft 200 pounds. That is massive. <laughs> the fucking Holy dude. Shit. Yeah. So like to give a little perspective, like that's what I'm walking into here. So yeah, the future is exciting. Yeah, dude. Because uh, yeah. I was watching that video, and those guys got ridiculous physiques, dude. What's what's his name, dude? I think the guy's name is Brandon Derricks, who was in center stage the whole time. The dude can just like peel his back out like nobody's business. Dude, like light blue trunks. Hair. Oh my god. Some of those guys, like you look at them, like when they just stand up and they don't look that crazy big, like like no. 
because in men's physique, it's all about like the super broad shoulders and the super tiny waist, right? Yeah. And some of those guys, like they, like there's the one video, and it's this, it's this Asian dude, and he's wearing a shirt, and mm -hmm. he pulls it back, and he just goes like, <laughs> and his shoulders are like this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And you just look like, how the do you do that? You know. And like from, I the, think there's a, a real good like Dorito shape from the back. Mm -hmm. I think we definitely got figure out how to peel it apart from the front a little bit better um i think my biggest issue personally i need to work on my stretching mobility i don't have a lot of uh i have a lot of flexibility because like i don't stretch a lot don't tell my clients <laughs> only a couple of them listen to the show actually they're my <laughs> clients never mind <laughs> Uh, stretch everybody it it helps uh to make you a better athlete or yeah. just a better person in general by better i mean healthier objectively yes that, that's very true this all right let's i think we're let's let's start wrapping it up here if you had to uh give people uh like a piece of advice on how to start implementing competition because i think we kind of wrapped up like competition is pretty much like the modality to push yourself to the max yeah. right whether it's competition exactly. with yourself competition with others but some form of competition is how you're going to get to that next level right how would you instruct people to start implementing some of that into their life that uh, depends on the person. I don't know. I mean, if you're an extrovert, right, get a friend that you are willing to, like, go through it with, you know, every workout push, every whatever. If it's studying, working out, if it's learning new skills on the job, whatever it is, be like, hey, man, I'm going to learn this faster than you or I'm going to move this much weight before you or I'm going to. You know, and like, don't be stupid about it. Don't just go sit under 300 pounds and be like, I'm going to do this right now. But like, honestly, work for it and like, see, see who gets there first, because competition is about like, competition brings a lot of different aspects into balance. If you're an introvert, compete against yourself in whatever way you can, man. I mean, if it's one more rep, the next time you do that same exercise, then go for it. Okay, got you. I like that. All right, the last question I got for you because we do this every single week. I didn't tell you to prep for this in advance, um, so I'm kind of putting you on blast. You can call it Delaney if you need. But what is a recipe you like to use? Oh, I got this. No, right. no, don't even know, dude. Listen, my go-to recipe when I can eat anything I want, right, is a uh, I'm going to get kind of specific for me here. I like to cook lean ground beef, 90, 93.7, about 250 grams of rice, and it's five to seven ounces of beef, right, cooked. So uh, lean ground beef, rice, tablespoon of butter. Then we got some white onion. We got some mini bell peppers. That's we got some... Uh, 
Oh, black beans. We got some black beans, right? And then uh, you can throw some other stuff in there if you want to. You know, you could do like onion or tomatoes, jalapenos, whatever. Um, me personally, I like to throw some cheese, some shredded cheese on there, right? And then uh, if I'm really, if I'm bulking or something, if I'm really feeling like I need to get the calories in, I'll wrap it all up in a toasted tortilla. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You throwing guac on there too? I know you had guac tonight. Oh, yeah. I just put guac and queso on there tonight. Yeah. And salsa. All right. All That's right. a, that is a stable. <laughs> <laughs> More enjoyable than the spaghetti. I know that. I hate spaghetti. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I literally can't anymore. uh. For anyone who doesn't know, a quick story before we go. Um, when I was doing my bulk for the competition, every night I would have a 10 o'clock meal. I would eat every two hours after I woke up. So it would typically be like 9, 11, 1, 3, 5, 7, 9. Um, I know that's a lot of meals, but like I'm trying to eat, right? Sometimes I'm at work and I can't eat, but the deal is every night my nine or 10 o'clock meal would be uh, 10 ounces of spaghetti and like six ounces of beef. And I don't know if you know this, but after you've ate like 3,500 calories and you're trying to chug down 10 fucking ounces of spaghetti, it kind of takes you a while i mean it took me like two hours every night dude That's like a whole box of spaghetti for people, like the like the small little boxes. That's like a whole one of those. <laughs> so much food To for those of you guys that don't know, so most people probably get like six or seven servings out of that box. And this man's having it every single night. Well, hi, yeah, dude. Um, Colin, thank you so much, man, for hopping on the show tonight. Dude, I'm so. I'm so proud of you, honestly, like for being a freaking professional athlete. I know how much work you put into this. Uh, all the times where you didn't want to eat yeah, and you did that, all the times um, where you were struggling during those first couple peak week rounds, uh, during the cuts. And I know Delane is going to be happy to have you back in full swing of things. So, guys, that is the show. This has been Colin McKeelson, our first professional athlete on the show. Everybody's kicking ass, newly a professional athlete, and he's only coming back for more. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, use some of the things we, input, we talked about today, right? Start using them as soon as you get done listening to this. And if you're already kicking ass in that area, you're already competing in life, share with somebody you think should start competing more. All right, competition is going to do nothing but make us better, guys. So make sure you go out, kick ass, take some names while you're doing it, but most importantly, earn your good day. And boom, and boom, and